0: Welcome to Artful Aging with Amy, where I ask caregivers and professionals the difficult questions that will give you guidance on your life's journey. (laughs) Support is only one conversation away and this is your first step. Let's go! Good morning everyone, I'm Amy Friesen and this is Artful Aging with Amy. On today's show we're going to look at something that many of us haven't been able to do in such a long time, which is traveling. As COVID restrictions reduce in Canada, many families are itching to start traveling again. However, there are now new challenges with traveling that range from COVID precautions and procedures, to new travelers, to just being plain out of practice. I can tell you, as someone who is an experienced traveler and loves to travel, not only am I out of practice, but now I have a four-year-old in in tow, so i got to figure that all out, and we have a guest that is going to help us with that today. Since we have so much to cover, my guest, Lise Hodgson from Expedia Cruises Ottawa, will join me this week as well as next week in this special two-part episode. Lise is an experienced traveler with having 30 years of experience as a travel specialist. Welcome, Lise. Thanks so much for joining me today.
1: Thanks for having me. (laughs)
0: Maybe we could start our conversation off by looking at the reasons why people choose to travel. I know for myself, I travel for stress reduction and adventure. What are some of the top reasons that you see people travel for?
1: Well, the reason people travel is it's usually personal, right? You have people that want to travel like yourself to relax, uh, spend time with family. They want to learn about, you know, the countries they're visiting, advent, their they're adventure seekers <laughs> and or they're expanding their perspectives. Um, the list goes on and on and on and on. So it depends on what stage of their life they're in.
0: I can definitely notice that now. Like I said, I have the four year old and we were used to doing like my husband and I would go to Europe, rent a car and just go all over the place because we wanted to fit so much in. And now I am I know it's going to be much different because she's not going to deal with that very well.
1: <laughs> so
0: with COVID, there are so many new questions coming up, but not only to do with restrictions. Many individuals and families are traveling for the very first time, like I was saying, uh, either in a long time or at all. Um, So, beginning at the first, what are some of the best practices travelers should do when they start considering traveling again or for the first time?
1: Well, it used to be really easy without the vaccines and all the rules and restrictions. And, you know, you now need health visas or e-visas to go to different countries. So, you need, first of all, like, my question is, are you vaccinated? Are your children vaccinated? Because there's rules and regulations on the kids being not vaccinated because it's more or less acceptable. But adults, a lot of adults, you know, you have to have your vaccination. And some countries now are implementing boosters. So, for example, if you want to go to the Polynesian Polynesian Islands, like Tahiti and all that, you need a booster. So that's your vaccination, your booster. So it's it's. That's the one question I do ask my clients. And then as well, it's, you know, who are you traveling with? So you've got to think, am I bringing grandma? Am I bringing grandpa? Am I bringing the kids? So the vacation might be totally different depending on who you bring. Um, You know, and then there's all kinds of vacation options out there. Land, cruise, all inclusives, and budget so that is a hard one a lot of people have a champagne champagne taste on a beer budget but you know we try and help out (laughs) Uh, you know for myself
0: let's have the champagne budget and then and then i'll just leave the rest at home and i'll just go on the champagne budget. (laughs) but you know a lot of like i said a lot of people are just trying to figure it out now and then as you said there's so many destinations some of that stuff i didn't even know with the boosters and stuff and it's really difficult to understand it all so with so many destinations and so many ways to travel do you have tips to help our audience narrow down the search narrow down kind of what they want to do
1: well the first thing is who's going all right so you're not going to do an Antarctic adventure with someone who's 85 years old. Well, I guess you could, but, you know, it might be a little bit more difficult. So you just got to figure out who's going with you. So that's number one. And then location. Sometimes it's easier to determine where you don't want to go. Um, as opposed to where you want to go and what's the purpose of your travel are you going just to have fun stay on the beach do nothing you know you don't want to do any excursions you don't want to visit because that that's a big difference too because a lot of people go to the caribbean islands some islands is beach that's it that's all it's flat there's really not a whole lot to visit but if you're into you know volcanoes um I don't know train rides, uh, scuba diving. You know that that's a different those those are different islands. So we need to know what they want. And then the one question is, I always ask because the you know you can go all the way to Peru, you can go all the way to Antarctica, you can go all the way to China, but they're like. 12 14 18 hour plane rides so that's the other question do they want short plane rides like a four hour a five hour six hour to the Caribbean or they're okay with the 18 hours so it, I know it sounds like a lot but once you start ta- I start talking with the clients it's really easy and then you know I can send them the options where to start 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 looking
0: well and that's I mean that's why you're the specialist right it's the same when with tea and toast with, uh, what I do is like I specialize in retirement living. You know, we can ask the right questions to get the answers. And I often ask people when I'm dealing with other professionals, it's like you just ask me the questions and I'll give you the answers because if we do it the other way, I might not know what to tell you, right? And so yeah, for sure, you know, specialists we can pull things out of people to say, okay, well, this is what we're looking at, right? Um, something that's come up in my own travel is booking all inclusive resorts with you know a, a vacation provider versus booking resort and flight and things separately. What say you on that? You know, is there a better way to do it? Is, you know, what is what is your experience in
1: that? Um so I've done it a couple of times because you always want to make sure you're getting the, the the best buck for the the best bang for the buck for the clients, right? But when you do the comparison, um you go on expedia.ca or you know vacations to go or whatever, you Put your flight. You put. You pick your hotel. But you got to remember, it does not include transfers. Sometimes you have to pay in full, and it's 100% non-refundable. So you have to make sure you compare apples to apples. When you when I book an all-inclusive, I usually do it with supplier like with Sunwing, Air Transat, Air Canada Vacations, and that includes your transfer. It includes your check-in bag. And let's say something happens with the aircraft, and you're sitting on the tarmac for four hours. Who's going to call your hotel if you've booked flight and hotel separately? You know, could text a travel agent if you've booked a travel agent. But if you'd have called me and you wanted to do this, I would have put you in an all-inclusive anyway. So who's going to do all that for you? So to me, it's a guarantee that you've booked Air Trans, you've booked Sunwing. The plane is on the tarmac four hours. They tell the hotel and say, okay you know, these people are going to be late, or we're not going until the next day. I've actually had clients where that happened, and they gave them the extra day. So they didn't lose out. They didn't get any money back, but they did get their seven day holiday. So it's really, really important that you read the fine print when you book hotel and flights together.
0: Uh, One of my friends works in this industry as well. And I was just having a conversation with her the other day about this, you know, do I book? inclusive or do I book piecework, right? Because sometimes it looks less expensive if you piece it together. She said what you said and it terrified me because I was like, <laughs> I don't want to deal with all of that stuff. Like when you're going to Europe, for instance, and you're, you know, renting a car and stuff, it's a little I find it's a little bit different because you're on a different schedule. But if you're going right. to like a resort or something like that, you know, just the fact of trying to keep up with it all. And then the other thing, I don't let me know if you found this. The other thing she said to me was that um, the all-inclusive, like a Sunwing or Air Canada or whatnot, the vacation packages were less likely to cancel than just a flight. Generally speaking, is that true?
1: Correct. And you could be walked, uh, walked. I don't know if you know that word, but uh, hotel hotel oversold. You know, um, and they they could cancel you. So yes, correct, a hundred percent.
0: Well, that was, that was enough information <laughs> to be like, I'm just going to book the vacation. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to do the piecework. I don't have the bandwidth to do that. Um, so Lise has experience uh, for booking travel with families as well, with children, um, and also with traveling with children. As I said at the top of the show, I'm a mom with a four-year-old. And if you've been watching our aging, you know all about Eva and our and our adventures. Uh, and we're looking to book our first trip with Eva, so it's hard to narrow down. The huge assortment of trip styles. Lise, what are some of the things that you've learned traveling and booking for children and families as a whole?
1: Well, you need, to, so all children are different, right? You've got some kids who are tied at the hip to their parents. So whether you send them on a cruise that has rock climbing, um, surf riding, uh, go karts, they're not going to they they're not going to do any of that because they're going to be with their parents and they're just not going to leave them side you've got some kids that love adventure love to meet other kids will go to the you know the kids um uh, programs the kids you know camping under the stars and all that kind of stuff so You need to know your child. You've got to know what your child is, what your child's like, what your child's comfortable, because the last thing you want is for them to be anxious on a a holiday that, oh my God, I got to go to the kids club again, or I don't like that friend, or I just want to be with my parents. So that's where we have to narrow it down because there's just like some resorts are so huge, so huge. Um, some ships are so huge that you're paying for the glitz and glamour that you're not going to use as your kids. So um, your kids aren't going to use because it's all about family time, getting off the ship or doing stuff together. So that is a really, that's a question I always ask. Like, are you guys going to use any of of the, you know, the extra free stuff that's on the ship or at the resort? so yeah that's really the most important thing and then uh are the kids fussy or do they have any medical conditions because celiac is a big big medical condition that's out there I-, I see it's more prevalent really so that makes a difference as to where i'm going to send them you know like i wouldn't uh, send to cuba just because of the food but you would send them to a higher end uh, um, destination or you know, a cruise line. They are equipped to deal with that type of food allergy.
0: Interesting. I guess one of the other added on questions that I was looking at because because I'm new traveling with a four-year-old is those kids clubs look like such a good idea to give the the children some friend time and the parents some not child time. But I'm a little bit terrified. So, you know, what is it like? Have you know, do you have any reviews from other people that have used kids clubs, because it's a little scary to be like, hey, I'm going to leave my kid in a country that I'm not from in this play program. Um, What's your general kind of thought process about that?
1: So those traveling with the younger kids, like the three and the four year olds, um, I've typically put them on a cruise. So that's a personal preference of mine, because I've actually gone on a cruise line, spoken to the, um, the staff. Some of them have master's degree in education. So the cruise lines, I personally would feel a lot safer bringing a three and a four-year-old. Now, when you're talking about 12s, 13s, 15s, 17-year-olds, the kids club, the kids are a little older and can manage for themselves and, and can protect themselves. Um It also depends on the country that you're in. Like, I've never really had anybody complain. um, But, you know, it's to do the research, um, like monarch.ca, M-O-N-A-R-C.ca. Those are reviews by Canadians so let's face it we're a little pickier than the other countries or we expect more so when Canadians do reviews I mean some of them obviously a grain of salt but um, you read and they'll talk about the kids club you can actually ask the question you know which resort has the best kids club like Royaltons they're amazing dreams um, they're really good so there's a few out there that I would definitely leave my kids that's
0: some really good information thanks for that we'll have to talk after the show to
1: figure out my
0: own situation but you know what uh, a lot of people also travel one parent with the child and and the other parent doesn't come what's the situation when you're traveling with just one of the child's parents when the child's younger I guess under 18 even right
1: yeah yeah um so my recommendation is always to have a letter so you get a letter drawn up by a lawyer and so a lot of times you don't get asked but when you do get asked, you could be denied ex- um, exit or entry of a country. So you have a letter specifying that, like if you do have a partner, yes, I do give permission to so and so. Like your lawyer will help you with that. Or some people are just single parents where the other person is not in their life. So you know you do need that information, and you got lawyers specializing out there. I it's not, that's not something I can do for you. It's you need a, a official official letter. Interesting. But, yeah.
0: Because I'd heard of the letter as well, but I was like, you know, Mike can just write a letter and we're good. I didn't realize it had to be so formal.
1: I would make it official personally.
0: Yeah. Well, it's great information, right? It's like it's worth it not to be, you know, in some random jail somewhere.
1: (laughs) You don't want to do that. No. It's costly. For sure.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, is there anything we're going to wrap up for today because we're going to do another episode for next week. And I guess my wrap up question is, you know, is there anything that families could look for specifically if they're traveling with a young child, either in the resort style or free flowing or cruise? Is there anything specifically that we, you know, we want to say, Hey, you should have an eye out for this.
1: I, I, to be honest, i like sales specials. Um, uh, so what I've done with families who have kids that are a little older than yours is, I had one gentleman said, "Okay, I want to go book a Disney cruise." So, but his kids were uh, older, like 12 and 15, and I said, "You know, I can book you a Disney cruise, but what I do is give them some other cruise ideas, like other cruise ships." So I sent them, like the uh, Royal Caribbean has a big one, Odyssey of the Seas, brand new. I said, "Have your children." look at the ship, look at the entertainment, the fun stuff that's being done, and then have them choose where they want to go. And the kids picked Odyssey of the Seas because Disney is great, right? You know, characters, breakfast with the Disney characters, and it's, it's all about the Disney hype. And they treat you amazing. It's not a bad cruise line. That's not what I'm saying, but it's just knowing what your kids will enjoy. Some, like, Odyssey is like 6,000 people. So that's a lot of people. You don't feel crowded, but it's a lot of people. So it's, it's you know, what are your kids like? Do they want to be with 500 other kids or do they want to be with 100 other kids? So that's where y- y- you steer them in the different directions. Does that, that answer your question? Yeah, that's
0: great advice, <laughs> okay. right? I, I mean, honestly, that's great advice because that's kind of how I did it with Eva too, is that like she's just like, obsessed with pools right at this point she's like mommy i want to go on a plane to swim (laughs) so i was like great we have the world our oyster at this point uh but it's good right because i was showing her pictures and then she gets excited and i always like to involve eva in choices right that are in her life and i think that that also adds to the excitement right so that's for sure
1: um, sure. Just, I just want to say one thing about kids. For sure, give them the research. Have them look to see what they want to do. I mean, four years old, five years old, you know, might be a little different, uh, a little harder. And then when you start traveling with kids, is um, have them think of something they want to have a souvenir where you can get from your trip to trip um i mean you got to be careful mindful of what you can bring across canada but you know i don't know like you know the old spoons the the you know parents used to collect spoons so you do that with kids you know figure out something like butterflies do you love butterflies so c- collect butterflies from every country that you visit some people collect license plates but you know
0: <laughs> i personally collect mugs so, yeah, <laughs> but, you know, she's a there little you young for coffee, but, yeah. you know. Oh, dear. Lise, could you give our audience um, your contact information if they're looking to start booking their holiday, let them know how to reach you?
1: Sure. So you can actually go to my website and the easiest way to find me on for a website is you Google me. So you go Expedia Cruises. Lise Hodgson, L I S E, and then H O D G S O N. And then um, you can find me there, or you can find me, or you can call me at, I'm going to get this number right, is 613 824 9666, extension 780. And that will go directly to my cell phone, or my email is L Hodgson, H O D G S O N, at ExpediaCruises.com. Perfect, perfect. Well, and Lise,
0: you're going to join us again for the next episode, but thank you for all of your insight because I thought, you know, breaking these episodes down to kind of child friendly and senior friendly might be helpful depending on what people are looking for. So thanks so much for joining us today. In this two-part episode, next week, we're going to talk about uh, traveling with seniors, traveling uh, with medical conditions, and a, a couple of other questions. So you want to make sure to stay tuned for next week as well. If you have found value from today's show, please take a minute to share with your networks, like Artful Aging with Amy. Thank you for joining me today. And from me to all of you, I hope that you have a wonderful Wednesday.